What up, y'all? Welcome back to the E-Mix Podcast. On this podcast, we talk to producers, artists, and industry professionals. On this episode, we talk to the homie Y.O. Zone as we dive in deep into the topics of wearing different hats as a creative, creating visuals for your projects, and trying to break through this industry as a foreign artist. And if you're looking to get your song mixed and mastered at an extremely affordable price, then emix.com has your back. For only $39.99 a month, you can get your songs professionally mixed and mastered to industry standards. And if you want more information about our plans and pricings, head over to emix.com to learn more. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, subscribe to the channel for more exclusive content. All right, hope you enjoy the show. Let's go. You are now listening to the E-Mix Podcast. All right. Yo, what up? This your boy DC. And I'm Zach. And we got the big homie, Y.O. Zone. What's good? What's good? Dude, what's up? How y'all doing? Pretty oh, good, man. dude. We over here. We chilling. We chilling. We chilling. How you doing? I'm good, man. Just cruising through life, you know? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, hey, shout out to the Purple Light special you got going on. Yeah, man. I love it. That's, that's, that's for all our YouTubers just watching this. If you're uh, listening to the podcast, let me just kind of paint a picture. I'm Fly talking from Minneapolis. I'm talking Prince Purple all throughout. The background is crazy because <laughs> it's YO Zone, aka Mini Zone, aka Zone Zone. Is in the <laughs> yeah, man, way before all that Swiss shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just but yeah, no, but but Not welcome joking. to the Emix Podcast. We're glad that you are here, and uh, Zach. Lead us off. What you got, bro? All right, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, just to get us started, let everyone know who Zone is, um, how you got into music, and how you got to where you are today. Oh, yeah. So um, I was... Uh, I was... I came to the U.S. for college, and I was a mechanical engineer in the process. Like, I got really into music because I always grew up listening to hip-hop and I really liked it. And in college, I kind of learned how to produce and, you know, hanging out with a lot of uh, music, musical-minded people. And um, one thing led to the other where eventually I felt the need, urgent need to just go all out in music. And here I am. Cool, man. You said you came yeah. to the U.S. Where do you come from? Oh, Nigeria. Oh, tight, man. Tight. Yeah, I grew up in Lagos. How long have you been here? About like 12 years now. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Do you still go back or? No, I haven't been back in a minute, but I'm going to go soon when this whole COVID shit is done. Feel yeah. you on that, dude. Feel you on that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. It, it threw a wrench <laughs> in everybody's plans, man. Everybody's plans. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, sure. so, so let, let, let's talk about that for a second. Like, 2020 is obviously a curveball for everybody. Um, yeah. How has it, if it has at all, affected your plans on what you had for 2020? 2020, my plan was more geared towards releasing EPs, doing some videos. But once everything started, I realized, it just made me realize uh, even no matter how much you plan, you always got to ride the wave of situation and whatever gets thrown at you it's got to keep moving so um i readjusted my plans so many times this year um 
I was supposed to drop a video a week, no, a day, a day after Memorial Day. Because I think George Floyd died on Memorial Day. I was supposed to drop a video because my intention was to drop a video every month for the rest of the year. And since he died on Monday, the Tuesday I was supposed to drop it. I w- I found out on Tuesday morning, like, nah, this can't right. be, I can't, I can't like be cool, drop, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. so I, that just changed everything too. Um, I took a break off music and writing too, just because I was in that mode. It's not even just a social media thing. It just mm-hmm. had a, actually that helped me even, uh, cause the next song I wrote after that whole situation was just, um, overwhelmingly that whole energy of what was going on here just poured out. And I wrote mm-hmm. that song really quick. Um, and that kind of got me back into the whole recording process again after, after that. But long story short, you just got to ride the wave and know what's, I just, I'm just riding the wave, being aware of uh, where everybody's awareness is and just moving and giving the best at that very moment because uh, it's never the same every moment. Everything's always changing. Mm-hmm. And you just got to keep adjusting and keep your core so that's what I'm doing, man. So ha- next month is next month is you don't know what's gonna happen next month. Depending on what happens, yeah. I could change my plans again. So that's just how I'm moving. So how do you like maintain that flexibility when like different situations come up? Because I know it can be super discouraging for certain artists and sometimes, you know, people just wanna like quit at that point. How, how do you like maintain that flexibility and pivot? Um and find a new path to what you're doing. It's all about having like a finesse mindset, straight up finesse mindset. Cause you don't, you never, most people never have everything they need at that very moment, but what they have, they focus on that. They could, uh, you know, put two and two together and make five, you know? So, um, it's always a finesse mindset, finesse mindset, making the best of what you got and, um, seeing ways to have more, you know, just expansion, expansion. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it sounds easy, but, you know. Yeah, man. Well, it seems like, although all like this is happening, you're still able to put a lot of great content out. Um, can you talk about you. like your process and your drive and like how you got that drive to just, you know, put multiple things out each month? Um, so like, two years ago when I realized that uh, music, being an artist, is be way beyond just having a dope song and uh, marketing and all that shit. Now it's more like uh, your look. Your, it, it's always been like that, but now most of the responsibility is falling to the artist because especially labels are looking for polished artists. They're not looking for um, someone they could uh, breed. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that forced me to start thinking very artistically beyond just music. And that helped me to gather some more, you know, get some more skills. Like I don't know how to edit videos. Um, I edited some, some of the videos cause I was trying to cut. The goal was to cut on cost and to cut on cost. And, um, that, you know, helped me with like content creation too. Um, the, volume of my of how much is is a lot of risk man it's a lot of risk and 
I'm like, even though some some content might be moving slow, I'm playing the long game. I'm not trying to get a hit right now and mm. blow and be forgotten. I'm playing the long game, you know? So like, instead, you're trying to just like keep stuff going, like put out the best content that you can right this second. Yeah. And know that that will lead eventually to your great hit. Exactly. When when I'm when it's time for me to go hard on like a hit, people have a lot of content to fall back on and be like, "Oh, this is dope. This is dope." Not me trying to get a hit. And once that happens, I'm stuck there because. People mm-hmm. are falling in love with the hit and other artists, you know. Ooh. So, yeah, that was that was that's that's a big thing of what's going on right now. I think that's a what you just said is a really, I think the state of where the industry is right now is because of Instagram and your TikToks and all of this. People, instant gratification, yeah, yeah. People fall in love with the song, not the artist. Mm. Right. And you're in a terrible, terrible situation when the song is bigger than the artist. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're done. Like people, people, they don't even care to know you. They just know that they like the song. And once that song is done and it's played out, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that that makes me. Yeah, but that's the that's the game. That's 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 like I said, the state of the industry right now. And right. and my well that let well that brings me to ask you this question: How much thought process, or do you even not even care? You just kind of go organically when you're in the booth and you're in the studio. You're writing to a beat. Are you thinking this is just I'm going to go for what I'm feeling, or I have to make a hit? Like it's this song I'm writing, I'm writing a single. Like, am I writing a single today or am I just writing a song? It's a mixture of a lot of things. First of all, like vibe off the instrumental because instrumental is kind of like call and my voice going through it. It's kind of like response. So if the instrumental is already taking you one direction, I always rather go deeper into that trance that the instrumental is already going to. So you feel it more. Because mm-hmm. then I'll be doing a service to the instrumental. And as far as like uh, the energy that goes into it is really based on uh, everything that um, it's it's hard to describe. It's preferable shit, man. It's really preferable because so, you. So, so, so if you listen to your catalog. Yeah. And you're like, I got this many fast songs, this many slow songs this many Afrobeat type songs, this many hip hop beat, whatever the situation, however you want to break it down. Do you look at that and be like, oh, this is the kind of song I'm missing. I'm, I need a, like a radio, I need like a radio song. So do you I'm go starting, in? Yeah. I'm starting to think that way because um, a lot of DJs been asking for um, songs to play at the, you know, at uh, clubs. And I realize mm-hmm. I don't have as much I have a few, a handful, and usually that, um, yeah, that's one of my goals right now is more uh, club vibey songs and less, not less introspective, but less chill, Mm -hmm. laid back music. 
um, that would actually show a different side of uh, my artistry too. Because a lot of people see me, I, 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 the way I prefer to move is you see one thing, but it's totally something else beyond what you see when you see like uh, what I'm doing. Um, because then it gives more, it's like, you know, whatever. Um, as right, far right. as, uh, as far as, um, the type of music, it's usually dictated a lot by the instrumental. So it's hard to make a slow vibe instrumental and make it a party song. It's possible, but it's, um, it's kind of like going against it's, the it's grain rare. a little bit. What'd you say? It's kind of like going against the grain a little bit. It's exactly. like forcing it into something that it's not almost. Exactly. It's usually accidental when it happens to. Um, but if you're going for that club music or like that vibey shit, the beat is already has to be in that direction. And all you got to do as an artist is just go in there and take it to that next level where it's already gone. So I'm going to be doing more of that though. But cool. Yeah, right now the only thing that's holding me back is I have three EPs I want to get done for the end of the year, and those EPs they have a certain direction that don't really uh, necessarily permit for club type music. Yeah, but what uh, yeah. what type of direction are you trying to go with those uh, EPs? EPs. Yeah. Um, the first EP I want to drop is called uh, Nirvana Drama. Nice. And it's basically about it's basically about what's going on right now, and also like uh, slightly conscious music, like slightly um, uplifting, trying to make people feel feel um, some type of bliss or normalcy with every with all the craziness going on. That's mm. the goal of the project. Not really necessarily turn up shit. Then the other EP I want to drop is called Fro Flow, and that's strictly just Afro beat. Nice. Um, oh, Fro Fro Flow. Fro Flow, yeah. <laughs> I nice. dig it. Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. That yeah. that's a uh, that's almost done too. Actually, I need like two more songs, and I'll be done. And um, the f- third one is uh. Third one is jeez, uh, oh, Nirvana drama, Fro Flow, and Stupid Cupid. Nice. So mm-hmm. Stupid I remember Cupid you were talking about Stupid Cupid. I, I remember that. Yeah. Kind of hard to forget that title. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and kind of give us a little breakdown of what 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 do these titles mean, or do you want to save that? You gonna save it? It's more okay. This is what I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying because I have a different belief system on where like music is going. Um, I feel like after a while, maybe five, ten years, albums will get extinct slowly because mm-hmm. um, the way because basically the way people consume music, you know, nobody wants to work on twenty songs heavy just for people to consume it after like two months, move on to the next thing. It will be smarter to break it down, you know, over. A long period of time because that would uh, conserve your energy as an artist, you know, especially with touring and whatnot and all that stuff. And um, sounds changing too, you know, people's tastes changing too. Um, so what I'm setting up is uh, creating different projects that show different, ask, put me in different moods 
and you know, uh, it's different worlds basically. So different in, worlds. In each of those worlds, do you like adapt your voice to each of those EPs? So like. Does each EPA have a certain vibe to it overall? And then do you adapt your voice differently for each of those EPs? Or do you kind of have some similarities? Not, not necessarily. Um, I want my my I want people to hear me and know it's me. At the same time, it's almost kind of like how Kanye does his albums, where like he's still Kanye, but he um, creates different worlds within those EPs, within, within those albums. But yeah, I'm doing it on a EP level. Trying that's to cool. go down the EP level. I, I think that's like a great middle ground, dude. Cause like, there's a lot of people that are stopping, um, the whole album process now. Cause then, cause you know, people aren't listening to a whole album right now. A lot of people exactly. love singles, but it's not enough, you know? So like breaking it up into EPs is great. Cause you get a little bit more than just a single, but you don't have to like go through the whole album. You know what I mean? Exactly. Cause at the end of the day, most thing is in reality, um, it's singles that are actually what people want to hear. And if you yeah. think about it over the years, people have always been wanting singles, but the way the business was structured like 10 years ago, didn't permit for that. Cause they had CDs and to buy a CD to, uh, you know, listen to one song yeah. or three songs of this, you know, but not until, you know, people start creating like, their own brand CDs, having their own playlists and whatnot. But well, on the now problem, that... Oh, go ahead. But yeah, now that it's all streaming, people just handpick their playlist and just just ride it along with the song they really fuck with. Yeah. Well, on the problem it's too... It's weird that people... Sorry, uh, no, just like the problem with like the full length albums too is like they would work really hard and have that one hit single within that album. And then you'd have like yeah. a bunch of filler tracks that weren't as great. And like, yeah. they're probably doing that aid to like sell it for the price that, you know, normal albums would usually sell at. Exactly. But, but you only have like Some one great song. What's fucked up too is some of those tracks you could actually hear they didn't give a fuck when they're doing it. I mean, back then as a kid, I was like, listen to it. I'm like, okay. But now listen to it. I'm like, come on, man. You didn't care about that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we could have done without that. But yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, just to bring it back a little bit, you talked about doing a little bit of production when you started. Is that correct? Yeah. Cool. So we're getting a tally down. So what DAW did you start out with? FL Studio. All right, another I, FL. FL, yeah, FL Studio, point. man. Another point for FL. Do you okay. Do you still uh, produce? Nah, man. I totally stopped. I'm probably gonna start doing that again in like one or two years, but not now. You going back to, to FL, or you gonna try something else out? Probably try something else. I heard Studio. Is it Studio One? I heard Studio One is good. All right, yeah. so FL and then a Studio One. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout, shout out to Personas <laughs> Studio One. Personas. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's, Studio One's pretty good. I, I got a couple people, uh, homeboys that use it. Um, I, me, you, you, you work on an Apple, right? You work on the yeah. Mac. Yeah. I used to actually. I used to produce on uh, PC. My FL was on PC. Mm. Um, I downloaded mm -hmm. the FL for a Mac, but 
I haven't produced anything on it. So I just that was on the PC, right? For a while? For, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, for a long time. Um, so just, you know, if you do start producing again, you're probably going to get Zach hitting you up, trying to convert you over to Ableton. And then you'll have me hitting you up, <laughs> telling, you, <laughs> telling you that you should do Logic. You should so, really all- produce on Logic. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was told, yeah. Some producer told me it was like, nah, um, logic is kind of dated. Um, Studio One, um, I think the people who created Studio One, they came off a previous DAW, right? They used to work, I think it was logic, and they mm-hmm. just like basically took out all the kinks, all the, you know, right, um, glitches right. from previous DAWs. And who, they made who, it. Whoever told you that, tell them DC said to use Logic and DC makes hits. <laughs> <laughs> That's Facts. all I know is hits. Me and Logic, all we know is hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so, record on Logic, though, and I really like it, man. I'm going to be on Logic for a while. Right, right, right. You're only as good as your last hit. And my last two hits is uh, shout out to Ariana with Grey Balloon. And my okay. homeboy, Nehemiah, with Warren Payne, I'm two for two. I'm two for two. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, no, no, I'm just messing with you, man. Like, really, really <laughs> to, be honest, to, to be honest with you, for real, for us, whatever uh, software you're most comfortable with, because yeah, exactly. unless you have to think and you can just create and, and, and put down your ideas from your brain to, to your computer the fastest, that's going to be the best program for you. Exactly. So, I think that's why I'm, I'm not even trying to use FL anymore because um, before I stopped producing, there was a lot of um, a lot of uh, bad habits that I had, and I knew they were there. And it's like I was I wasn't creating as fast as I wanted to or I should have. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna start fresh with a different dog. But it's a whole man. When I was producing, I came up. Because what I happened, what happened to me was I stopped listening to a lot of mainstream music around that time too, mm. and um, I came up with I came up with totally different sounds. Different mm. when I say different sounds, I mean like they can insert them in certain time frames, and they would always work, you know. Mm. So I still have a lot of old old productions that I could revisit and just clean up and and shit like that. That'd so. be cool. That'd be super cool, man. Yeah. Um, so we we're kind of talking about like it's all about workflow, you know, um, and how you get your ideas down the quickest. How do you do that for your lyrics? Because um, artists do it a bunch of different ways. They may, you know, record some quick vocals on like their voice memo. They might just like type some stuff down in their notepad. What do you do? It depends on the beat. Mm. It's more lyrical type of beat don't like if it's a if it's a Jay-Z type of beat I'll probably already know the the um the cadence I'm gonna use mm-hmm. then I'll just start writing I'll just start writing and tweaking what I'm writing so when I start recording I already know what I'm gonna do if it's um, I, I totally, totally thought you was gonna say the exact opposite. You get because Jay Z never like wrote. 
You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like Jay Z type beat, come off the dome. You know what I'm saying? I know. But no, nah, nah, that's yeah, that's dope. No, nah, that's dope. So, so some beats will make you write on the pen and pad. Other beats will make you turn uh, go voice to your notes. phone. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Mm. Voice notes or like straight record. Mm. That's cool, no. man. Yeah, and once I find that pocket, I just go, 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 until I need a ear. I need a ear break. <laughs> when I take that ear break and I come back and it sounds good, I'm a keep going if not probably just delete the whole thing or um you know just take an, another 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 break <laughs> yeah. oh yeah so outside of like um getting inspiration from beats what other types of uh places where do you get like uh inspiration do you like get inspiration from like going outdoors or um just like hanging out or Hanging out, clubbing, parties, watching TV shows, just nice. life in general, man. I realized that uh, um, most most of writing is actually living, living your life. Mm. Um, so, um, because most of the thought process usually goes on subconsciously. Then I know I know too much about like how the subconscious mind works at this point. And I try not to go against it. I just let it be. And just self-awareness helps a lot too. Um, I, yeah, I can't, I don't, before I used to try to force music to work, but now I don't. Because usually what happens is a lot of energy gets wasted, like either trying to do a song on a beat that it doesn't even actually go with, your brand, if someone actually knew what your brand was, you know, if you know it's your brand, you can't do everything, you know, or maybe that moment isn't like the time to do that. Or maybe uh, instrumental is kind of dated and you're not vibing with it, but you don't know that you're not vibing with it, but you're still trying to force it. I try to avoid all of that these days. So pretty much you just try to find beats that instantly it connects with you and resonate. Yeah, resonate. it just pulls stuff out from the experiences that you've had in your own life. Yeah, mm, not necessarily experiences, because, you know, listen to people talk, you could draw from their experiences too. Mm. You know, you watch a, yeah, technically it's your experience because you're absorbing other people's experiences by listening to them or yeah. hanging out with them. Or, your perception yeah. of experiences too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome, man. So you said TV shows. Uh, what TV shows have you pulled from? I'm interested in that, man. Man. I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't know. More of like I'm a subconscious thing? Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. subconscious. I wouldn't know. See, watch, see, uh, see, see we, we, we know some stuff that the audience doesn't know yet. So... Did you did you ever use any cartoons to pull any inspiration from? I like crazy shit, like really crazy shit. Like Rick and Morty is one of those kind of cartoons. Bro. That, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fucking love that show, dude. Yeah, it's like a mind expanding uh, type of cartoon where, like, you know, especially when, like those TV shows that you know when you, you get high and you're just watching. And make your mind fly into different places. 
Yeah. They they yeah, like mind expanding shit. That's it's just I like a stream with. of consciousness. Like, exactly. It's so weird. Like just one thing leads to the next and it's so fast paced. It's almost like how your brain works naturally right. in a way. Right. Exactly. But this is being guided in a you know. Well, speak, speak. Uh, so, speaking of visuals, mm-hmm. and because okay, so we're talking about inspiration. You pull some of your inspiration from some of the visuals that you watch, whether it be from YouTube or a cartoon or a movie or whatever. But that's been your focus this year is visuals, right? So, so how has that changed your, uh, you know, your direction and how you've been pivoting in twenty twenty? How does what change what actually? Like so, so you've been working on mainly visuals this year. Right. I've seen more visuals from you now than ever before. Right? Like, it, right. It, it, like, like it was a time where I felt like I was like, dude, what does YO even look like? Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 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 Till till now, like I'm on, you know, going through YouTube. Oh, YO just released another video. Dope. Right. right. So that's a complete 180. How has that? help your brand or how has that affected maybe your direction on how you've been moving and shaking the past few months? I just know now that I have more out and if, cause in the past when I meet people and they asking me about my music and I didn't really have much videos and I already know, cause when people, it's only talking to people and they, you know, even I listen to what people don't say too, not just what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes you could tell they really like a song or they just aren't, but just hanging out with them more, you could see that they're more with, about videos. Mm-hmm. I realize a lot of people were more, especially when you're hanging out, you know, pre-gaming and shit, like people rather have like uh, some videos playing in the background or some not just music or even if it adds an extra plays. element to the environment that exactly. So that made me think, okay, you know what? Everything, especially with social media, everything's visual now. Um, you need to have more of that. So that was one of my focus this year. This year was to have more of that. Um, and actually sometimes it's weird, like how I write because sometimes it's like, I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying, but I'm saying it. For example, there's an old song I was like, uh, 2020 Visionary. And it just so happened that this year I'm doing a lot of visuals. And I'm thinking about like, oh, wait, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and before I forget, um, you, told, you asked me about question how, um, what inspired videos. I know that, I know for sure that, uh, Robot chick was it Robot Chicken? <laughs> it was one of those. It was one of those that made me think about the real, real, and you know, just watching videographers and how they move and like when they're trying to showcase their shit to an artist. You know, they have different clips all chopped up together. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me chop up like four different songs, four different verses that people most likely haven't heard, and um, do a video out of it. So, so um, Robot Chicken inspired Real Real. <laughs> Partially, I guess. I, I could <laughs> see it, dude, because I remember watching Robot Chicken back in the day, and it's like just I like don't a bunch like of sh- chicken like that. It's just oh, uh, I well, I I'm just saying I could like see it as just like 
in Robot Chicken, there's like a bunch of short like clips, you know, just of just random like random shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, although like your videos aren't random, um, they all have like an intent for sure. Like it is like the short little bits to bring you through a different experience. Right. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, inspiration for the yeah man I, and a lot of times i just leave it to the videographers because i you know there's a lot of dope videographers from minneapolis man i was in uh new york like three weeks ago and just like shooting a video and like some of the models they're watching like the videos that you know some of the videos i already released and they're like amazed mm. about you know, amazed on the videographers too, like not just the videos, like, man, this is happening in Minneapolis. Yeah, right. it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of really, really good videographers from here. Some of them are moving to LA too and again a lot of work right off like right off right away. Damn. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, because I know like, you know, there's artists out there that, you know, create their music and they're ready for the next step for their visuals. How how do you go about finding um, a good videographer that can also align with your vision? Man, I just I'd rather look at their work first before I know who they are. Mm-hmm. I look at their work if it if it if it's something that resonates with me, even if I don't understand why. As long as it resonates with me, mm-hmm. um, I'll figure out how or who they are and see if their work you know I can work with them. Um, I usually have like um mood board planned out uh the vision to a degree, like, okay, this is what I wanna do, this is what I wanna do. And I give leave leave like, you know, sixty or you know, seventy percent of the creative um let them breathe creatively too. Especially mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of videographers that they're only there to just do their job and just go. They're not there to be creative, they're just there to like shoot and mm-hmm. you know. So, and I've seen that happen in the past several times. I'm like, I can never succumb to that. Yeah. A lot of artists fall into that trap where like, they just leave the responsibility of the whole creative process to the videographer. And one thing, there was one time I was high, I was at a, I was at a computer store and I needed a specific type of a hard drive. Mm -hmm. And when I went and I asked like one of the, you know, customer service, they like started spewing a bunch of shit that didn't make any sense. I was like, wait, 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 stop. I want this, this specific shit. Then right. he just changed his demeanor and just went straight to that thing. Then I, it hit me like, wow, if you don't define, if you don't define, if you don't know exactly what you want, you leave mm-hmm. it to other people to define that shit for you. And from mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's how it is. And it applies to like the whole video, um, video creating process too like I always know exactly to a degree what I want and what I'm expecting mm. so that it goes good if mm. anything if it falls short it's not gonna you know shoot for the shoot for the stars basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. so you gotta find someone who's as passionate about the project exactly uh, but it's, it's going to be hard to find really someone who can match your passion on a project 
of your own because that's like a different type of passion. But yep. you gotta have you gotta find those videographers or photographers or, or whoever you're partnering with that just they have a passion for what they do, regardless of the client. Um, they want the best possible outcome of the project because they know that their name is stamped on it as well. Mm-hmm, you know exactly. what I mean? And 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 you don't want a yes person. You want someone that like you know, wants to push the envelope, wants to know your ideas. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's, 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 that's major key. And that's some, definitely some knowledge that you just dropped in. And, and I think other artists need to like, really like take note of that for sure. The thing is sometimes you could also see the passion from the work they already got out. Like it's right there. It's Mm -hmm. like, why you, Mm. That almost like me, bounce. Why you putting your name on this? Like, you actually comfortable with this? If I already know that I can't see myself doing something like that, and they have mm-hmm. that out, and people don't understand it's consistent, that, and it's a there's a pattern to it mm-hmm. that's done. But if I see they going ham like on hard on one side, and some you know some situations you could tell like oh maybe it's because the artist was this way or the artist didn't even know what they wanted. I'll be like, oh, okay, he's good, but you know, maybe there was some reason why the artist didn't even have a vision in the first place or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually dope when uh, I fuck with a videographer and we just vibing off each other, and it just goes like the real, real. The dude who sh- who shot it, he's he's a up and coming videographer. He's like want to be, he's gonna be one of one of the dopest videographers within the next. I'll say. Few years, maybe even quicker, but hell yeah, you know, benefit yeah. of doubt. So, yeah. do you work with uh, multiple videographers, or have you kind of like yeah. found your guy? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, are, multiple are pl- videographers, and you have them for like different situations. Like, hey, you may use one guy on, sorry, one person on, you know, one EP, and then another on the next. Yeah, different situations. I think about the song. I think about um, the availability because sometimes they're just like booked or, you know, with, especially with the whole COVID thing. Everyone's moving a little different. So um, it's just finessing, man. It's just finessing <laughs> with the whole situation. Yeah. Because the plan I have last week could change, you know, just based on uh, circumstances, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, um, I know you're talking about how good the visual scene is in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. But how, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, my, my fault. Yeah, uh, yeah, but good, how good. good, how good is the artistry out there? Like, like what's the music scene out there? Music is dope, man. Um, it's a lot of, uh, I feel like the same thing with every city. There's a lot of unheard dope artists and everyone is just grinding. But I would say there's no like one particular sound that you hear and be like, oh, this is a Minneapolis sound. There mm-hmm. isn't that yet. Okay. So, there's so a few producers sound, that I'm. The sound is still wide open. Sound is still wide open. The sound no is going to be dictated from whoever makes it and gets that hit hit from that region. A lot of people get hits, but still not like a defining sound, you know? Mm. So. Would you say your sound f- falls into something even 
kind of remotely close to what that region sounds like? I don't think so. I've been working a lot with Airwolf. Um, it's been like my main producer, like most of the, all the, basically all the projects that I've been working on. Um, and his production style is totally unique. It's totally different. And I feel like a lot of uh, artists, sometimes when they even hear his beats, they don't even know how to attack it. <laughs> but me being experienced as an artist and knowing how to like vibe with different um, moods, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. It, the synergy is crazy. And we always come up with some crazy shit. So like um, with time, I'll say like, it's also the same thing with future Metro booming. Like there was a time when Metro booming wasn't, a lot of artists returning this, you know, they didn't want to get on his beats because it sounded a little different until Future made it like something and everybody started rushing to get that Metro Boomin sound. It's almost similar, but, you know, in this situation, it could actually be a new genre style, you know, like not genre, but like a new um, defining sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is 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 a um, like for example where you're at? Mm-hmm. I guess I can kind of compare it to where we're at. We're in Atlanta, so like you know what that Atlanta sound is like. You know, yeah. you know, Atlanta music is you know everywhere. How so? It sounds like they're more open to all different kind of sounds because on the flip side, the reason why I'm asking is I look at that as a smaller market. I'm from a smaller market like Cleveland. Cleveland, mm-hmm. you you got your Bones, you got your, you know, your Machine um, Gun Kellys. But, like, the core sound of Cleveland was very, like, you knew when I, I can listen to someone and I'm like, oh, they must be from Cleveland. Because the beats sound a certain kind of way, the flow is like a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes... You know, and no shade to my my family back in Cleveland. I love you guys, but like when people try to make music that kind of didn't fit that Cleveland mode or Cleveland sound, you know, people are just like, eh, eh. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. understand it. You know, are are they are they kind of like that? And that's still the Midwest too. I mean, you represent the Midwest as yeah, well. So. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because a lot of the same feel that you're explaining. A lot of our artists stuck with that boom bap style, but the thing about it is, uh, within the past, I'll say five years or three years, because I haven't really been, to be honest, I haven't really been following the Minneapolis music scene for a very long time. Um, it seems like there's more artists that are coming up, and it's it's very chaotic. There's no one uh, sound they can hear and be like, "This is Minneapolis sound." anymore I mean like mm. eight years ago you could hear be hear a sound sound the thing is um you hear boom bap it's not necessarily a Minneapolis sound it's just boom bap but a lot of people are going with that vibe okay um, yeah. yeah I mean it's a timeless vibe you know what I'm saying it's been around for a hot little minute yeah I don't know man <laughs> because <laughs> you I feel you like over that. people people's tastes are changing people's you know People, people. Uh, I, th- I feel like that that sound was good for them, and people only listen to travel back to that sound. They don't want to 
hear new boom. I mean, I'm speaking in general. I'm not speaking because uh, obviously there's people that want to hear that new boom bap today. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the general um, consensus is that people want to hear some new shit. Okay. They get tired of old shit. And these days they get tired of shit quicker. Mm. Attention span, like. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. Zach, what you got? Um, yeah, so I just was wondering, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, how do you balance the business side of things and the creative side of things? Because um, a lot of artists struggle with that, and we'd love to hear what your input is on that. Because it's hard as a creative to jump into the marketing mindset and wear those different hats. Jeez. It's almost like Split, man. You seen that movie Split? No. Mm-mm. What happens? This dude had different personalities. <laughs> it's like the one... Um... Anyways, he had multiple personalities and different characters kept coming up in different times and shit like that. I pretty, pretty much have to do the same thing, like use different emails for different purposes and you know when you send emails on a as a as you know not not just that but like um you just have to wear the hat like the thinking hat like i'm my manager now or i'm my i'm a marketer right now mm-hmm. but also in a way where like you don't seem thing with marketing actually is uh you don't want to come off as a marketer because people get people are sick of ads. The more ads there are, the more you know. I can't stand ads. How many times you know people skip ads every every day? Yeah. So, so you want to come um, off more as just being authentic and real and just as who you are as indirect as yep as indirect as possible. And the thing about it is, um, you always got to think inside the people's heads that you're trying to push the idea to, because. Usually, most what usually happens is uh people get caught up in their own thought process and forget that you know forget who they're trying to who they're communicating with mm. and get so self you know absorbed. So you almost the, just like put yourself in their shoes. In their shoes, and exactly. Like, what would I want to see, or like cool. how would I want to be like spoken to? Essentially, exactly. Um, who who who. Is is there anybody like mainstream or like household name that kind of attacks that in the like the ideal way? As far as marketing, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but uh, I'll say Kanye. I think the most most of the people that are really good at marketing right now are fucked up. I don't know if they got <laughs> consumed by. Because this, this shit is this dark side to this whole social media shit, man. It's mm-hmm. um, that you know, people want to see the shit that they wouldn't uh admit to themselves, and those things get a lot of views. Mm-hmm. So the dark does this uh, the but it, dark but side yeah, of, yeah, yeah, it's not always been dark, yay, and he still managed to do numbers, right? Exactly, he still always finds a way to be at the top of the media when he wants to he finds a way so it's like he sees what's going on right now what's 
going on at that moment. And he figures out a outlandish or some crazy ass shit to do to actually affect reality in a way where everybody's thinking or talking about him. Like, it's just saying I heard the top of the mind, tip of the tongue. Like, you go somewhere, you, like, oh, did you see what Kanye did? Like, mm. he always but finds I've never, a way to I, do I've that. I've never seen, I've never seen a, a YO approach like that, though. No, nah, man. Um, it's something I, 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 I have to, like, breed myself into. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, I could be like that. But at the moment, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, at the moment, that's not my focus right now. I don't want to, yeah. So, so, I can't so, do so there's a the possibility I'm going to scroll through the gram and be like, yo, what is YO on right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to have, I'm gonna have like, like, I'm going to call you, be like, yo, you, you, you good? You all right? <laughs> you be like, yo, fam, fam, bro. You're like, marketing. Yeah, marketing, marketing tool too. You're like, dude, nothing's going on, bro. It's literally just marketing. Yeah, it's just, it's just a fucking social media. All right, all right, all right, all right. Facts, and then you know, some people need to remember it's just social media. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 crazy. That's crazy, man. Twenty twenty. Wow. Yeah. So so who? So let's talk about. Uh, you know what Zach was talking about wearing these hats. Um, yeah. Who finds who finds the videographer? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who who helps you um, pick out the beats? Um. There's a period where uh, Airwolf he just sent me a lot of beats, and mm-hmm. I just go in on all of them. I wasn't uh as. So if you, you know, sent it, you doing something to it. But yeah, there was a time okay. that was, but now I'm trying to, you know, pace my energy because I can't do everything at the same time. And, right. you know, right. focusing on a lot of things at the same time. So these days I pick and choose, but um, yeah. Who who comes up with the treatment for the video? Do you, do you come up with the initial idea for the video and then the videographer kind of like takes it and runs with it? Yeah. I put a baseline. I don't make it so exact to the point where they don't have any room to create. But depending on if I'm if I'm working with someone I know isn't as creative to my expectation, I might go a little harder on that. But for the most part, uh, I do it that way and they run with it. What would you say the percentage is for that, like the amount of direction that you give them? Like, do you have like 60% control that 40 or? All that shit is in a flux. For example, I could come have like 90%. Okay, this is how this should be. This is how that should be. And during the time of shooting, things just happen and they're taking different clips mm. and it just changes during the process. So like flow, man. Yeah. Um, it's just about like being flexible within flexible situation the, you're in. Yeah, the vibe. Being in the um, moment. Yeah, the healing moment. A lot of shit. The, it's never happened, but I know it could happen where the script could totally change during the healing moment. But mm-hmm. that's a very risky thing to do. But if you know it works and it's like guaranteed going to work, if I know, I'll, I'll let it be but still have the, you know, 
the first idea as a backup just in case. Why? Why? why who? Who? Who picks the video girls? <laughs> I do. That is yeah, a great a, question. It just depends. Man. It depends. It depends. The the nah. fucking the the world does, man. <laughs> no, nah, I got you. I got you. Um, um, real uh, like a more serious uh hat that you have to wear is um release dates and distribution company that you use. So I want to I want to know why do you pick the dates that you pick, and why do you distribute it the way that you distribute it. Um, the dates that I pick, usually Are a lot they, of projects, the lot of projects that I do, especially with Airwolf, mm-hmm. he, because he's a he's a visionary too. He has a very strong grip and like knowledge on like hip hop. Like he's always knowing. He'd be calling a lot of artists out, like mm-hmm. Pop Smoke. Like Pop right. Smoke had probably like fifty k on his first on a you know the party video. Yeah, yeah, like 50k and like yo this dude is about to be a star at mm. 50k so he'd be known wow. like um so um he we, we be talking about you know how things are going and uh when works best and whatnot but uh so you guys are kind of like a team on that you're basing it off of like what's going on at the moment as well just yeah, like, like everybody that's uh, involved in the project, I you know talk tell, talk to them. I let them know this is what's going on. Try to keep everybody in the loop so that um, if there's a over something that was oversight that I didn't notice, mm-hmm. you know, um, they could be like, nah. But yeah, cool, cool, man. Um, and these days, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can't control. Like look at little Yachty, he dropped the album. You <laughs> dropped the whole album, <laughs> and next thing you know, everything went left, and nobody heard it. Not nobody, but they didn't do what they should have done. Right, right. So much money, so much time, so much energy spent on it. So, 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 are you, uh, are you distro kid? Like, like, are you yeah, distro kid. Distro kid. Okay. Um, tally. Yeah, I might yeah. need some advice on that too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I need distribution advice, um, marketing. Yeah, I definitely always need marketing advice. I need help, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. no, but that's why we talk about it. Is great, mean, man. Yeah, I mean, me and Zach, we have these conversations all the time. This is this is the reason why I wanted to like bring it up because like this is a real thing that a lot of artists uh, they're scared to kind of go down this this part of the, the journey because, you know, it's not necessarily being creative and being in the booth and shooting a music video. Now it's like, oh, all right, you know what I'm saying? Let me do some research. Let me weigh the pros and cons, uh, you know. But Distro Kid, I, I, I love Distro Kid. Shout out to them. Yeah, uh, we'll put yeah. a, um, um, if you're uh, on YouTube, we'll put a link in the description. Um, we have a, a promo code for you can get a discount on DistroKid oh, dope. Um, through email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, like. we'll we'll put that on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We you know Emix, we try to help however we can. Um, but I mean that all that little stuff is just important. So I just wanted to see kind of like you know how many hats you was wearing and 
and and how you know you process that kind of stuff. So that's 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 super dope. I mean, I like this is what me and Zach were talking about and trying to figure out is YouTube. I feel like you got a real better handle on YouTube than we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to figure out. Um, it's kind of cool. The anticipation when I see a wild zone premiere and then you got like a date, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. It's on the way. You know what I mean? I got a lot to learn on YouTube, but yeah, over the years, man, I've, I feel like my experience with them, Helping, I won't mention their names, but I helped a few other artists with like marketing and um, you know, writing the process and the boost, especially uh, like some signed label artists. I helped them a lot in the process, in their process and growth. And at the time, this is even probably before I was heavy into producing. At the time, all that experience just accumulates you know administrative and administrative knowledge seeing how people move behind the scenes and and all of that just um it builds up to it's just kind of like internship and you don't realize that it's artist development too and you don't realize these mm-hmm. days a lot of artists they go to artist development without even knowing that that's what they're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let, let, me, let me ask you a, a tough question uh, it may be tough it may not be why ozone a decade from now? What does that look like? I can't say, man. Because like I said, everything's changing and um um I can't have a solidified idea. All I know is my core will still be the same as far as um who I am, like at the core, mm-hmm. but it would be at the best or optimal level of whatever that situation is. Um the sounds is always going to keep changing um, and things you can't really predict where the sound is changing, even if you're the um, facilitator of the change, because everybody in the game is moving, the, is on the board and the board is constantly changing based on everybody that's in it mm. behind the scenes and, and in the scenes. So, yeah, I can't I can't say all I know is I'll be dope as fuck. Okay, that's what I was I like trying that. to. That's, that's what I was <laughs> waiting on. All right, yeah. ten, ten, 10 years is at the end of the day. Ten years is looking bright. Yeah, has to be. It is bright looking as fuck. <laughs> Zach, so, Zach, what you got? So in ten years, when you're dope as fuck, you already are dope as fuck. But um, what artists are you going to be working with? Dream artist. Dream artist. Um. Or producer. Oh, that's a very interesting thing. And I'll say like three years ago, I would think, oh, I want to work with Jay-Z or I want to work with, the, um, you know, Kanye. But I don't really care too much for that anymore because the pyramid is uh, flipped. It's getting flipped from like this way to this way. Yeah. It's, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of dope artists that are going to be on top at the same time and doing their thing, I feel like the only reason why the pyramid will still exist is a lot of uh, money being pushed behind labels um, on the marketing side of things and whatnot. I want to work with Whiskey for sure. I want to work mm. with the... Um, I want to work with the... Maybe... 
if it's possible, I want to work with Sade. If it's possible, right. I want to work with the. If it's possible, I want to work with the three stacks. If it's possible, I want to work with them. Um, Uzi. If it's nice. possible, I want to work with the. Um. Burner Boy shirt, yeah. Burner um, Boy, nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, so you got him lined yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 went a, he went a little international there with Burner Boy and Wizkid. You know what I'm saying? Just, just keeping it global. You know yeah, what I mean? global, global shit, yeah, man. Keeping like, it global. Uh, I want to work with the. Out of those, though, who do you think you would vibe with the best? Vibe with the best. Yeah, just based off of their style and their branding. Kid Cudi. I didn't mention Kid Cudi, but I want to work with Kid Cudi. Hell yeah. Hey, 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 yeah. How did I not mention him either? We were just <laughs> talking about Cleveland. We were just talking about Cleveland. The homie. The big bro, Kid Cudi. Yo, you you, you and Kid Cudi, for real, for real, I might be a little biased. That would be dope. That song would be crazy. That'd be tight. Yeah. That, 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 that song. The, it, because both of you guys, Pocket is like a a melodic pocket, like like mm. the way you guys like, especially recent with your songs as of late, Ryo. Like you, yeah. you like 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 you legit hold notes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So so, and that's what Cuddy has been on for a while. And um, the last record that we mixed for you, you know, that was a real like conscious record talking about some real life. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. what Cuddy's been on lately too. So I think that would be dope. Yeah. I have yeah. a whole lot of artists, but I don't want to just, you know, at some right. point it's going to be like, and I'm not too, I'm not too big on trying to work with artists anymore because I just see everything like, you know, everyone's got their own shit going on in the Do world right now. Like going just, solo or? Huh? They usually like just going solo? Not necessarily. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the mood of 2020, man. Mm. It's just yeah, a lot of time to yourself in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's still been some dope collabs this year, you know. Um, yeah, I actually want to work with the Matson too. Matson is from here too. He's really dope. Okay. Um, I want to work with him. Um, I work with a lot of, you know, artists that I fuck with from here already, which is good. I'm just checking off like. Was um, Fade Away the last time you really had a collab? That EP, uh, the Surreal Real EP, had a few collabs. That was that's still one of my favorite collabs. songs. That's that still man. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through your, I'm looking through your joints right now. Um, that that Come Over video you just released a month ago, that was a really different take. I've never seen that that side. I don't think yeah. it really showed. It, that record just felt different. It was more tempo, more, more, more Afrobeat. It was dope. I got to actually, I got a um, feature on that song, Saeed Brown. And we're going to drop the full, um, which I was on DistroKid last night, actually. I was uploading the song. Mm-hmm. And we're going to drop drop it on 818-818. Nice. The, yeah. That's a good, that's a good. That's a good date. So that's what I was asking. I'm like, yo, who picks the dates? Is the dates? That was just yesterday. I was looking like shit. Um, 
I want to drop this shit sooner. Like when works. It's like mm, eight one eight. It looks good. It's on a Tuesday. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah, man. Uh, quick um, question. Diving into this is just like a little fun question we like to ask. But um, yeah, what is one thing that your fans don't know about you that you could tell us right now? Damn. <laughs> it could be it could be uh, personal it could be personal or business or like music related. I've kind of already alluded to a lot of things that oh I started out I started out as a dancer. Oh no way. Yeah, I, I didn't not know that. professional dancer, not professional dancer. Like I knew how to dance and that kind of uh, I stopped dancing for a long time and I think what happened was that uh, um, expression came out in a different way and I became a super lyrical artist because when I got when I first started writing music I was super lyrical like extremely and um, that kind of uh yeah, the dancing thing just evolved to me writing music and doing me recording, what, you know. What oh, type and of I learned dancing? how to, I learned how to sing like like five years ago. Okay. What type of I just uh, learned, dances? I, I didn't know how to sing at all. What you say? Uh what type of dances did he do? It was just more like like hip hop dances. Nice. Dude, I yeah. used, I used to do hip hop dance back in the day. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 they didn't know people didn't this is something that they didn't know because when you really started putting out music or content you stopped dancing at that point no nah, man i stopped dancing ages ago maybe like oh okay so like you talking about like a long 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 time yeah like probably okay. i stopped dancing and before. then will will we be able to see some of your dance moves in nah. future music video? No, now you're not gonna bust oh, me yeah. in future. In future, yeah, yeah, yeah possibly, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, in future for sure, yeah. Hell yeah, man! But yeah, like the other thing I would say, I didn't know how to sing for shit until like five years ago. I figured out, oh wait, you could actually do this shit. <laughs> and I did more research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You woke up and was like, "Oh yeah, you can do that." Yeah, yeah. A lot of research and <laughs> hack my voice, basically, man. How how did you uh, hack your voice? Like, what was the process of that? Um, you know, vocal practices, a lot of YouTube videos. Um, nice YouTube University. Yeah, YouTube University. Like, <laughs> you can learn any fucking thing on YouTube these days, man. Anything. All right. At some point, I feel like YouTube probably gonna be selling some pills where you just <laughs> take it and you have all the information you need, you know, shit like that. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's you. That's YouTube's ten-year plan for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what you guys at? Um. So we kind of talked about like inspiration and stuff, but um. What do you do on the opposite end of that? So, like, if you if you ever get creative blocks, how do you get over those hurdles? Creative blocks. 
I got a creative block, it means my mind is not there. My mind is on something else. I always have to stop and figure out what exactly is making me, you know, got my mind somewhere else in the first place. Mm. So I just like stop, entirely just stop and just do other shit and mm. maybe come back to it later. So find the life. find the purpose of what is making you distracted in, in a way almost? Yeah. Sometimes it's just, um, I don't say procrastination. It could be like fear. All I got to do, things I, I'm aware of when it's just, oh, I need to get warmed up into it versus, uh, um, yeah, I'm not in the mood. Someone pissed me off and it's just, my mind is more in that than what I'm trying to do. So, yeah, it's too different. I just knowing I just got to know exactly where my head and my mind is at to, mm. to know exactly what is going on. How do you, how do you practice something like that? Because I feel like it may be hard for a lot of people to have that self-awareness in a way and take a step back and how, like, what is your process to getting to that point of finding that self-awareness? It's kind of catalog where your mind goes. It's like watching your mind know exactly why, the why behind why you're thinking what you're thinking, what's causing it. Just mm. doing it more, the more you do it, the more you uh, know. Doesn't mean you'll be perfect, but the you know, if you kind of like, the more you do it, the more you just kind of know. And um, I would say 90% of your subconscious mind is your body. You got to know what you're feeling in your body um usually a lot of people live their lives from the neck up so they're always in their head they're not like thinking with their body the more you think with your body the more you kind of know exactly what's going on and um mm. yeah i love that man it's a lot of a lot of jewels in this episode <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah why you ain't why you ain't come to play tonight <laughs> I ain't gonna play tonight, bro. Oh, hey, 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 what's your take, uh, what, what, take on the uh, on the female artist scene right now? I, I feel like hmm. there's more female artists out more now than ever. How how you feel about that? It's dope, man. It, it's forcing a, it's forcing a lot of uh, it's like all the bullshit is coming to light. I guess a lot right. of females have really good voice. Mm-hmm. They got a really good voice, and um, they're using it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was and, uh, and speaking of like the whole dark side of uh, humanity, mm-hmm. obviously sex sells. And right. people are complaining about the fact that, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> like everything is getting more like sexualized and shit. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that's what people want. If that's not what people want, that, that shit won't sell. So mm-hmm. people are actually voting for it without knowing. Because they're watching that shit. They're so subconsciously voting for it. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't, you can't complain about reality. It's just a part of it, man. Like, that's what we want to see. So they're seeing it. How, how, what, what would you feel? So this was a two-part question. So, like, there's, I mean, now we finally have, like, a handful of female artists that are able to kind of, like, share the spotlight and, like, you know, do their own thing and, you know, coexist. Mm-hmm. Is that a sign 
of showing that maybe hip hop in general, urban music, rap, R&B, like we're opening up this space for more, maybe even international artists. Cause I feel like for so many years, it's been like, just so kind of like closed off and shut it in that with now more women being able to like kind of shine, we can get more international artists in. Cause I feel like it's like, you, it's like here in the U S and then like people from Canada, you know what I mean? Like your, your Tories and your Drake's and you know, Bieber's and whatever, whatever. But like outside of that, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, they kind of keep that door closed. So you as an international artist, I consider you as an international artist. Like how do you, do you, do you feel that pressure or not really? It's, it's interesting. Cause like the internet made a lot of shit flat. Um, I would say like 10 years ago, you wouldn't expect a lot of uh, African artists that are, you know, doing their thing now would be here. Like, Whiskey got a feature and got a song with her and he's getting played on radios finally, even after um, he had like other bigger songs here that yeah. weren't getting as much play. Um, I and even like, uh, even uh, uh, DeVito's uh, success here in the States. Exactly. And all exactly. Mm-hmm. DeVito too. Um, yeah. Um, it's definitely opening up, but also a lot of the factors pu- pushing it is the labels mm. because if they're not getting a piece of the pie, they're not, they're not going to support it. They're not going to support it. Mm. And that's one aspect. That's one factor. The other factor is uh, the, um, what people actually want to hear, you know, and that could be manufactured from like dances and shit like that. Or like some, goofy shit or some really dope shit on on you know the internet and because like this, these days there's usually a lot of uh factors that make a lot of songs tick you know it's not mm-hmm. just uh how good the song is anymore um there's a lot of uh for example like uk drill that mm-hmm. shit was that shit kind of evolved too but when it started it was all right it was cool and you have like Drake doing like UK drill for real and yeah, he's killing right. it. And yeah. one thing that I'm noticing is that as he's doing it, he's getting better at it too. Like, right. So like he might actually do like a really, really crazy drill song that goes big and the floodgates just open. The only thing, cause I grew up listening to a lot of UK music too. I grew up listening to grind garage, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. I feel like they, the the disadvantage that a lot of them have is the accent and everybody already kind of knows advantage or disadvantage disadvantage oh it's really that, yeah like it's because people especially here the perception here is like um there's a perception that a lot of um americans that you know that grew up on hip-hop have about how uk the uk accent is you know some people mm-hmm. just can't get past the accent but mm-hmm. some other artists are good, so good that they're so like clear that they cut through that shit. Like Skepta is one of them. Um, Dave too. Dave is one of them. Um, there'll be a handful of more that will be able to do that. I'm just even being narrow as far as like just the UK, but um, 
Now, the, 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 the UK is a good example uh, uh, because if anything is going to cross over, it'll probably be UK, right? I mean, you got your LMAs and stuff um, that's able to get radio play here, but that's like more on the R&B side. Um, I, it's tougher to hear something come over on the rap side from the UK over here and get like yeah. some real they yes. get like some real serious play. You know what I'm saying? Yes. True. Right. So, so I don't know. I was maybe, maybe this isn't, isn't the year for maybe even not even next year, but you know, I just see kind of like a shift. You know what I mean? I just thought about something right now. Like, so the internet made, I'll say the world flat. Everybody's watching the same shit right. for the most part, not necessarily, but for the most part, if someone wants to participate in, uh, you know what's going on, like culturally, in any area, you could actually pay attention and see. You could actually watch the market, see see what's popping, see what's not popping. So, that being said, it's more unpredictable where or what goes off from where. You know, mm. right, right. I see someone from India. Someone from India, like. Could right. actually be aware of okay, this is how people fuck with music over here, and even though move traveling to a different region, mm-hmm. traveling around gives you a different perspective because you're there, you're absorbing all like the whole ambience, the energy, and everything. You know, vibing with the people, you actually absorb and know what people fuck with on you know mm-hmm. on a deeper level. But like even watching it online actually you get some of that. So over time, when people have seen um, that for, and they're watching like a lot of, uh, you know, American media, like entertainment, movies, and mm-hmm. shit like that, it makes it easier for things to pop up from anywhere in the world. If something goes, it's just like over Gundam style, how it just came out from nowhere. Like, right. So there could be more of that just random places that you wouldn't expect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. Like that took over the world. That song for yeah. <laughs> six months. Right. So, <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was crazy, man. Why? man. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. That's all I get. Yeah. I don't know if Zach got anymore. Yeah, man. Just one last question. Uh, you've already given a bunch of great advice and, um, just talked about your experiences and stuff, but uh, if someone was interested in getting into music, whether that be you know producer, artist, um, someone who just wants to work in the music industry in general, what is one piece of advice that you would give, like the golden piece of advice that you'd give to that artist? Follow your instincts, man. Follow your heart because... Uh whatever got you to want to do that, if the reason is pure, then that reason would manifest itself in, you know, in the right way. Cause like people get into this shit for different reasons. If it's a bad reason, like, Oh, just want to cash it out. Um, not that it's, that's a bad reason. If you would uh, actually know, if you follow your heart, you know exactly how to do that. Mm. Cause, cause people begin advice from, you know, people be taking in the wrong advice just out of not being self-aware on why they're trying to do what they're trying to do in the first place. Mm. 
So like follow your heart and your instincts. And your instincts and just absorb as much as possible. Not as much as possible. Cut out the noise. Because there's a lot of noise. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of noise. But just, I don't know, man. No one's got the answers. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. I, th- I think that was a great answer for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on the Emix podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. I've been rocking with you guys for years. Like, it's really dope to actually. We appreciate it, brother. And uh, before we uh, jump into your song, In Your Feelings, uh, tell everyone your uh, social media handle so they can give you a follow. Yeah, my social media is uh, W-A-Y-O-Z-O-N-E. That's Y-O-Zone. Um been dropping a lot of videos this year and um actually in two weeks today's tuesday right so yep. in exactly two weeks i got another mm-hmm. video <laughs> awesome man. yeah i got i got a, another video on uh the 24th of august it's a cartoon video it's going to be the first cartoon video um animation video i've ever done so it's featuring uh novion and uh dwino rollins they both from the twin cities too um the song is called friend or foe it's it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one for the books. Oh, is that is that is that the one? Friend or foe? Yeah, friend or foe. Hey, yeah. hey, I remember that record. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was obviously that was mixed by E Mix. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, no, that's a dope record. That's a dope record. Uh, so so that's the that's the video that we're releasing. It's an animation video. Yeah. Was that a way to social distance and still do a video? Yeah, exactly, exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> is finessing, man. It's all finessing. Right. Like, this is going on. This is going on. Like I can't. We can't all be in the same place at the same time. Let's make this shit work. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again so much for coming on. We're gonna drop your song in your feelings right now. Thank you so much, dude. Yo, we got Yo's on. We got <laughs> we got Zakeda in the building. We wah, about wah. to drop in your feelings. Uh, wait, what song? <laughs> in your feelings. In, in your, your feelings, feelings right now, and and we about to turn up. And y'all need to play that back like eighteen times to get them streams and them views up. And thank you for coming on the Emix podcast. And, and we gonna catch y'all on too. the next one. Bow. Peace. Peace. Why are you in your feelings? Why are you in your feelings? Acting fool, busy, yeah. Why you in your feelings? Bitch, you ain't no dentist. You are not a dentist. Bitch, you ain't no dentist. You are not a dentist. Why you wanna put dirt on me? Why you wanna put dirt on me? Damn, I thought you used to homie. Damn, I thought you used to homie. Nah, look at you phony. Things these days, two face. When it comes to the blue face. Bad energy, bad energy, yeah Separate, I do not hesitate Meditate, I do not medicate Levitate, yeah, I'ma elevate Got the kid, then I'ma celebrate Winning, cause I'm hella great Why you in your feelings? Why you in your feelings? Acting fool, busy, yeah Why you in your feelings? Bitch, you ain't no dentist You are not a dentist Bitch, you ain't no dentist You are not a dentist You don't have a one like two three. You don't have a one like two three. Off with your head like Louis. 
Why you tryna swim me? I'm a coochie Tryna wear me out, but I'm Gucci You stupid, well, and I'm Gucci Got my G up, I'm a new G Better know who when I'm in a hoodie Don't matter if you ready, I'm a Fuji I'm a Goku coming in a Gucci Got fed in my pocket like a foodie High sticks, but I'm heading for the blue cheese With a baddie looking for the rookie Tryna play me, but I ain't a rookie Why you in your feelings? Why you in your feelings? Acting full busy, yeah Why you in your feelings? Bitch, you ain't no dentist You are not a dentist Bitch, you ain't no dentist You are not a dentist Why you in your feelings, yeah Feeling so emotionless Hop up out the whip, I see Lasati Oh, she noticed this 2020 focus, bitch I be on some other shit And hell with my brothers, bitch We out here young, we getting rich Ballin' just like pimpin', we been pimpin', yeah And they get like, yeah, ball like 2K, yeah And for my campin', we been grindin' all my time, yeah Since the youngin', we been